It is episode 194, and I am back again. I think I sound a lot better today than I did in our last two episodes, all right? Um, For those of you who tuned into our last two episodes, I talked about some stuff that were lingering and that was going on as a result of COVID. I kind of checked in with you guys, let you know what's going on. Definitely go check it out. That was episode 192. Um, But guys, I'm so happy to say that God has given me back my taste. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy and so grateful that I can finally taste eggs and bacon and um, rice and beans and chocolate. Oh dear, chocolate. Oh my gosh. And then today, actually a few hours ago, I lit a candle and I can smell the candle. I wasn't able to smell a candle not that long ago, but I'm so happy. I feel a lot better. I'm so grateful to God. I know that it it couldn't have been done without God. That's for sure. And um, I I did some thinking and I did some talking with my grandfather. And I just want to mention this, okay? If you have grandparents that are alive, if you have grandparents that pray for you, if you have grandparents that they have a faith in God and they push you, be grateful. Be absolutely grateful for them. What am I saying this for? I spoke to my grandfather and I am one of those people where like when I talk to my grandfather, I feel like God speaks through him. I feel like I see God through him. And when I get off the phone with him, I'm literally like, oh, my God, I love my grandfather. I love my grandfather. My grandfather from Puerto Rico. I'm talking about this man as a man of God. He used to pastor with my grandmother. Um, he is just so kind and so smart. And, and, and God speaks through him. And we started the conversation with like, hey, how are you doing? Then he told me about some family from Puerto um, from Pennsylvania that are now in Puerto Rico. And we were talking about, you know, like my say my sense of taste and smell being gone. And we talked about what's going on with inflation. And then we talked about a miracle that God is working in. Now, I also mentioned in a previous episode, and I think I even prayed for him. One of my cousins, um, my baby cousins, he is, or he was, Woo! I'm, I'm so excited to say that he was battling leukemia, uh, this type of cancer. And uh, we were praying for him. We're still praying for him. Um, He finally got the okay to get off of some steroids he was on. And I got the text today. um, And today's Thursday, the 9th of June. I just want to say that because I want to have record of this like a long time from now. But uh, I got a message today that his levels are down to 0%. And there's no cancer. So now, as a precaution, obviously, um, they have to have him keep doing the um, treatment, the treatment options for chemotherapy. And he's going to be doing that for about two years. But you know what, guys? The fact that there's no cancer in this little boy... I am so happy. When I told my grandfather this, he was so elated. He was so excited. He was so, like, full of faith. He was like, Stephanie, ever since you told me about this little boy, this cousin of yours, I've been praying in the morning. I've been praying at night. I have faith. You know, my faith in God is strong. And and it's just like an igniting fire, right? Because what happens is, is when we share with others who believe in Christ, 
what's going on with us, what we need prayer for, and we're all praying for the same thing, you better believe the hand of God is going to work for our good. And God was able to perform this miracle. It's not 100%, but you know what? The cancer is out. I am believing and I am praying with his parents that he is going to feel so much better. He's going to lose some weight because he did gain some weight from some steroids. But you know what? He is is going to get back his self-esteem. He's going to be this funny boy that he used to be. And my grandfather was just like super excited. And if you've prayed for him, because I asked you to pray for him, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for believing in God, for putting your faith out there, for praying. I'm telling you guys, I'm, I just, I love God. And the moment I told my grandfather that miracle and that testimony, I just like, I could, I could feel the anointing of God. I can feel the joy of God. I mean, it's true what the Bible says. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I mean, my grandfather was like, you literally changed my whole day. Like that testimony alone is, is what excites us. All right. So don't give up on God. Don't give up on the prayers you give to him because he does listen. He does care and he will work things out. All right. So I just wanted to talk about that. I wanted to mention my grandfather. I love him. And while I was talking to him, I just kept thinking, right? I was just like, God, my goodness, do prayers really move mountains? Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, it, like really? Like, if I just pray, can I do miracles and signs and wonders? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is something that... You know, people that don't know God wouldn't really understand it. They would try to say, well, it was the treatment. It was the medicine. But we all believe and we all know there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in who God is. So I want to just take this podcast episode, just a few minutes of your time to read a time when Jesus went and prayed and the reaction of the disciples. And I know that this is something that you may have read already, you may have heard already, but I feel like now with this testimony and this excitement and what I'm going through and talking to my grandfather, like we need to see this from a different point of view. We need a refresher course. Like maybe you're someone who you're like, okay, Stephanie, you're getting real excited. I don't really know all about this. That's okay. I want to read this scripture and I want to kind of give you some context and I want to see the revelations that come through from it. Because you may be dealing with something right now that has your heart stressed out, that has you in frustrations, that has you in real deep sadness. I mean, the same way I'm excited about all of this that happened with my cousin, I was also very sad in conversation with my grandfather the moment he told me that one of my aunt's cousins that lives in Puerto Rico, only 29 years old, passed away from an accident. And it wasn't her fault. Um, the the vehicle lost control. And over there in Puerto Rico, the, the streets are not like the streets here. They don't have parallel lines. People don't stay in their lanes. And she lost her life at the age of 29. She she is, is gone. Um, I hope she's in heaven. But um, she left behind a, a baby boy and a husband. And the same way I'm excited that we got this testimony, the same way I'm like looking forward to everything God is doing, I also have to acknowledge that life goes on. 
and things continue. The enemy is always looking for a way to to hit you in the gut, to make you feel sad. And you may be going through something like that. And you may be like, you know what, Stephanie, it's hard for me for for me to hear of this testimony because I am dealing with some stuff that is making my heart heavy. And and, I, and you're telling me to pray, but it's just hard. It's hard to pray. OK, if that is you, I, I want you again, don't give up on God. God doesn't give up on you. God doesn't give up on who you are. He's taking care of your family. He has your whole world in his hands, okay? It's not just a song. It's the truth. And, and, and please take a few minutes to listen to this uh, scripture I'm going to give you, and, and, and let's talk about it. Let's talk about do prayers really move mountains, all right? So um, I'm going to be reading Mark chapter 14, verse 32, and I'm reading from the easy-to-read version. It's not the most common version, but I feel like sometimes it's good to change the translations that you get. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. <clears throat> it says, verse 32, Jesus and his followers went to a place named Gethsemane. He said to them, sit here while I wait. But he told Peter, James, and John to come with him. He began to be very distressed and troubled. And he said to them, to these three people, my heart is so heavy with grief. I feel as if I am dying. Wait here and stay awake. I want to stop there, all right? He had 12 disciples. He picked three of them specifically to go ahead and go with him to this mountain, go with him to this garden, and, and pray, all right? And he gave them clear instructions, and he told them, hey, I'm feeling really sad right now. I'm feeling with a lot of trouble. I, I'm, I'm going through something that I know I might have to go through. I'm letting you know how I'm feeling. I'm being vulnerable in this moment, all right? I need you to wait here and stay awake. Now, if this was anybody in my family, okay, if this was anybody in my family, anybody I cared about that was a friend, and they told me, listen, Stephanie, I'm going through a really hard time. I, I'm struggling with this. I have anxiety. I, I feel like I, I don't have any options, I just, like, I need help. That's basically what it is coming from. The first thing I would do is understand how they're feeling. And even if I don't understand it, be like, you know what? I'm here for you, and I'm going to pray for you. That is the first thing. It's not just saying I'm going to pray for you. It's actually doing it, all right? The body of Christ in today's day needs to do more actual praying. Not just saying, hey, put down on your comment card what you want to pray for, but actually doing it. We need to be able to understand and empathize with people that are struggling, and we need to be able to stay awake and be able to pray, okay? So I want you to get in that mindset. Verse 35, it says, Jesus went on a little farther away from them, fell to the ground, and prayed. He said that, if possible, he would not have this time of suffering. He asked that if possible, he would not have this time of suffering. He said, Abba, Father, you can do all things. Don't make me drink from this cup, but do what you want and not what I want. And again, we're talking about prayer. This is a reflection of what he's going through at this time right before he's about to get crucified. But it's also an example of how we are supposed to look at our prayer life. Now, immediately we see he's getting on the ground. He's humbling himself. He's being vulnerable with God. He says, Abba, Father, all right? The Father who knows my inside, the Father who knows my outside, the Father that knows my inner thoughts, my most inner feelings, okay? Please don't make me drink from this cup, but 
do what you want and not what I want. This is almost like saying, have your will be done. In other versions, that's what it says. All right. Verse 37. Then he went back to his followers and found them sleeping. Back to his followers. He's talking about Peter, James, and John. Came back from there. And the first thing he says is he says to Peter, Simon, why are you sleeping? Could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray for strength against temptation. Your spirit wants to do what is right, but your body is weak. Guys, when we are in the midst of family members and friends that are asking for prayer, it is no time to sleep on them. These are real people with real feelings. This is a battle with the enemy, all right? And we should stay awake. Now, it's funny that he says here, you couldn't stay awake for one hour for me because he's basically saying in their face, I'm going through turmoil. I told you how I'm feeling. And I just needed you to stay awake, stay alert. And you couldn't even do that. But yet, he gives them another chance, okay? He gives them another shot. And he tells them, hey, I need you to pray specifically for strength against temptation. The enemy is going to want to have us close our mouth and not pray. That's basically what he's saying. The enemy is going to try every chance he can for you not to pray. God knows the power of prayer because he is the one that is working on our behalf. Prayer is the communication line, okay? But the enemy understands if he keeps our mouth shut and while we're reading the Bible and while we're praying we fall asleep, then God can't move in the way he's supposed to because we weren't really able to open up our mouth and pray, all right? Let me be the first to tell you right now, if you're not praying every day as a believer and a Christian of God, that is an area you need to work on. The, the worst thing that can happen is you're going through a situation emotionally, physically, or uh, spiritually, and you don't have the, um, the telephone to dial 911. Because when you are praying, that's your telephone. Your, your line of communication is prayer. Your line of communication is directly with the Father. You don't have to ask on behalf of someone else. You can do it for yourself. You can do it with other people. You can pray for yourself. You can pray for others, and God will move. But if we keep our mouths shut, if we go ahead and fall asleep, if we make up excuses as to why we're not communicating with our God, it can be seen and it can be understood that God wouldn't be able to work in your life as effectively as he wants to. See, what happens is, is that God wants all of us to be able to experience the power he has. God has the power to overcome fear. God has the power to heal the sick. God has the power to raise the dead. And, and God has all of this power that he wants to go ahead and give to you. He wants to deposit it in you. That's why he gives us our talents. He gives us our abilities. He gives us gifts. He gives us gifts of the Holy Spirit. But he can't deposit them in you if you keep your mouth shut. He, he can't work in you if you're not willing to give him time. If, if one hour is too much, I'm not saying you have to pray for a full hour, but what I'm saying is you got to pray. You got to open up your mouth. You got to give glory to God. When you hear testimonies, it's not for you to say, oh, that's so good. It's for you to be excited. It's for you to give joy. It's for you to keep telling people, use your words, use your expressions, use your praise, use song. It's important for us even to say glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise be to your name. All of that is praise, right? When you're praying to God, even you doing that, giving praise to God through those words, God's 
spirit is manifesting in that area. So back to our verses, it says he saw them that he was sleeping. He tells them, I need you to stay awake. Your spirit wants to do what's right, but your body is weak. Verse 39. Again, Jesus went away and prayed the same thing. Then he went back to the followers and again found them sleeping. Second time, they would not stay awake. They did not know what they should say to him. So they didn't know what to say to him because at this point they were like, okay, seriously, we're running out of excuses. This is the second time it happens, okay? A third time, this is verse 41, after Jesus prayed a third time, he went back to the followers and he said to them, are you sleeping and resting? Are you still sleeping and resting? That's enough. That's it. This is the end of it, okay? The time has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to the control of sinful men. Stand up, we must go. Here comes the man who is handing me over to them. So at the end of this, I see and I picture, right? Number one, God is never going to stop giving you chances. God is never going to stop giving you chances. I'm talking about you can make mistake after mistake after mistake. You can fall asleep. You can say, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I'm busy and I can't do that. And God is still going to be knocking on your door, still going to be knocking on your heart, still going to be in the back of your mind whispering, I'm here. I'm here whenever you're ready. I'm here. Talk to me. Pray. God is not going to let go of you. See, God created you for a purpose. And in order for that purpose to happen, he needs to have you be open to it. He needs to have you say, you know what? Yes, let me invite God in. Let me talk to God. Let me, let me stop making excuses. Let me pray today. Let me, let me be diligent in, in what I'm doing. All right. And even if it gets to the point where time goes by, he's giving you chance after chance after chance. Life goes on. There was a mission that needs to be done. He needs to be crucified. Judas had to go ahead and, and hand him over. Okay. But the point is, is that you have to be like Jesus. You have to be willing to pray to God. You have to be willing to give time to God. You have to be willing to sacrifice for God. All right. So when we say prayers move mountains, all right, prayers move mountains is not just a really pretty quote is not just a really pretty phrase. It actually comes from the Bible. OK, it's not a fortune cookie. It's it's a real thing. And where does it come from? Is it something God said when he was doing a parable? Is it something that God said when he was doing, uh, you know, something in the temple? I'm going to tell you right now. OK, Matthew um what is this matthew chapter 17 verse 14 is the story of jesus when he's in um he's he's with his followers right and and he goes there and he finds a boy and the boy has seizures the boy has issues the boy you know has all these different types of reactions and and jesus heals this boy okay he heals this boy from this evil spirit and that's when the disciples actually try to take out that spirit and are unwilling to, okay? Right before Jesus does the miracle of healing this boy, the disciples go and they actually try to heal this boy. And it doesn't end up happening. So I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew 17. I'm starting in verse 19, 17, 19. Then the followers came to Jesus alone and they said, we tried to force the demon out of the boy, but we could not. Why were we not able to make the demon go out? Here's the verse, ready? Jesus answered, 
You are not able to make the demon go out because your faith is too small. Believe me when I tell you, if your faith is only as big as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. You will be able to do anything. All right. Prayers move mountains. When you have faith and you establish that faith in your prayers, you have the ability to move mountains. It is a fact. It is written in the word of God. It is written in red letters, which means Jesus said it. All right. But don't get it twisted. The mountains are not moving because of your prayer itself. The mountains are moving because of the power of God that is being shown through the vehicle of prayer. Let me say that again. Okay. Prayers move mountains, but don't get it twisted. The mountains are not moving because of the words you say the mountains are moving because of the power of God that is manifested through the words you say in the prayer. All right. So when you're praying, you have the ability to cancel out cancer as long as you're praying in an atmosphere where God dwells, as long as you're praying in an atmosphere where Jesus is the center, as long as you're being vulnerable, as long as you're being honest, as long as you are understanding that at the end of that prayer, God is going to go ahead and manifest. Now, words have the power of life and death. That's also in the Bible, okay? But we have the power to say to God, God, we're praying for my cousin so that you can remove the cancer because cancer is a name, but Jesus' name is above cancer, okay? And when we establish that faith, just like my grandfather said, I have faith. I pray morning and night. I have faith that it will happen. I have faith that he will make the miracle happen, and it worked, okay? God worked on his behalf. God worked on my behalf because that's the same prayer I was praying. God worked on my cousin's parents' life, okay? And they're still working. So the same thing goes for you, right? You may be dealing with something right now that has your head wrapped up in worry, wrapped up in anxiety. Oh, well, what do I do next? Or well, how do I move forward? You know what? Let me tell you right now, you move forward with God. And how is God able to move on your behalf? You pray. That's it. That's so simple. You pray. You take some time in an area where you say, God, dwell right here. Be with me present right now. A hundred percent. I'm with you right now. See, that is where the power comes from. When you pray, it's not just pretty words that, that are sent off. It's the atmosphere you create. Are you inviting the Holy Spirit when you're praying? Are you giving the Holy Spirit enough time? To go ahead and send the message for God to work on your behalf. See, a lot of people think that prayers are like microwaves. Oh, let me just, God, I want you to do this. I want to get out of debt. I want to get out of debt tomorrow, right? But there's a process. And, and God will work on your behalf, but he can't work on your behalf if you're just saying that and you're not believing it. If you're just saying that and you don't have faith, and you're not telling him, well, God, I want to get out of debt and I want to do that because of this. I want to be able to work in the kingdom. I want to be able to use my money for this. Like your faith is going to be shown through your prayers, right? And when we read that, right, the disciples, they couldn't take out the demon because they didn't have faith. I mean, not that they didn't have faith. I'm sorry, scratch that. Their faith was too small. But it's funny because when they talk about it, it says you only need faith as big as a mustard seed. So a mustard seed is like super small. 
And their faith was smaller. And we're talking about people that walked alongside with God, that saw him do other miracles before that. See, we, the people of God, the people that love him, the people that are Christians and walk the walk and not just talk the talk, we have to give God the atmosphere first and then show our faith through our prayers, through the words that we have. It's almost like having conviction, right? When you have conviction, you have confidence. I have confidence when I pray. So when I pray, the power of God is going to transcend and it's going to manifest. I have my faith in there, but I also know the area and the time and the place that I'm in is where God is going to dwell. It's not just for me to say, okay, I'm in the car, I'm taking the kids, let me just pray my normal prayer. No, it's, it's teaching your kids and teaching yourself, God, I might be praying in this car, but I believe without a shadow of doubt that you are in control of this car. I give you this complete car to take me from point A to point B. I give you this atmosphere to, to cover me with the blood of Jesus to make sure that I have my eyes and my ears all around, but Lord, that you can be able to work in me something new. See, the difference is, is I'm giving him the place to manifest, and I'm also speaking in a way where I have the conviction and I believe firmly that God is going to protect me. So I really hope that with this episode, as we read these uh, verses, if you want to go back, I definitely think you should go back. But I, I really do hope, right, that when somebody gives you a testimony and you prayed for that person, that you can receive the joy of the Lord and you can understand why it happened. All right. And also, if you are on the opposite end, right, if you're praying for God for some particular thing that now your prayers are changed because now you understand the power of God in those prayers. Now you understand the importance of you having to pray every day. Now you, now you want to pray. Now you're excited to pray because you could be going through a really, 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 really bad storm just like Jesus was. He knew what was going to happen. He knew it was what was going to take place. He was almost, he, he, he said it himself. He said, I feel to the point of death. It's killing me on the inside. Now you understand, well, you know what? My prayers have to be really, vulnerable like my prayers have to be really honest my prayers have to have faith but but I want to be like Jesus I want to have a conversation with my Abba father with God who knows the inside of me I, I want to be a better person but I want the vehicle of my communication with God to to allow God to work and for miracles to continue to happen so yeah yeah, I got that was a lot. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Tomorrow we're doing Friday Prayer Wave. It's going to be 29.0. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.